Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have a huge show today because this is like that unicorn special week in Housewives world where there's four franchises airing at once. Real House of Atlanta premiered. Angelina Spicer, who's a friend and a hilarious comedian, she's going to come on and break down Atlanta with me in detail. Um, I'm also going to break down Orange County. And then this week we also had the premiere of The Real Houses of New Jersey, which was fantastic. And then, of course, Dallas is still firing on all cylinders. They're on their vacay. Uh, so we're going to talk about Atlanta and Orange County today. We'll break down Orange County in just a second. And then I also have some Southern Charm scoop for you guys, which is juicy. I find it juicy. It's like, it's good. But before I do that, I have to get something out of the way. So I have some ads running on Everything Iconic. And in the ads, I say the word Versace. Got it? Now, some of you have caught on and I, you know, I'm talking about brands. I say Prada, Gucci, Versace. And now I thought that everyone would know that I was referencing an iconic scene from an iconic film. Uh, The movie, of course, is Showgirls. And in the movie Showgirls, Elizabeth Berkley, who gives one of the best performances of our time, she says that she got a dress at Versace. And of course, they sort of mock her and say, Versace. Nice dress. Thanks. I bought it at Versace in the forum. Oh, yeah, Versace. I love Versace. (laughs) Me too. I've gotten so many DMs of people saying like, hey, I just want you to know that you are mispronouncing Versace. It's not Versace. And a couple of the messages I've gotten were literally laughing at me, (laughs) taunting me like a schoolyard bully. And I just want to say, of course, I know it's a Versace. There was a famous Bruno Mars song this year, last year, called Versace on the Floor. And I thought as pop culture lovers, we would all get it. But I, as much as, as much as I loved receiving, it was a lot of DMs. I mean, more DMs than ever before. And I just want to let everyone know, of course, I know that it's Versace. I was using the showgirl's pronunciation. Okay, so now that we all know that it's Versace, we can all go about our business. But I just want to let everyone know that I'm not stupid. <laughs> but I, also, I am a little stupid. I'm a little stupid. Like, it's a fair criticism. Um, But I wanted to mention that. What else? Let's get some other stuff out of the way. Patreon. We have uh, Scary Island recaps are up on the Everything Iconic Patreon. So just go to patreon.com slash everything iconic and click the become a patron. And for $4 more per month, you get access to those Real Houses of New York Scary Island recaps and lots of other bonus episodes and stuff. What else? I mentioned we have four housewife cities. I was talking to a friend and my friend was saying, like, how long do you think these housewives can go on? And I used to have this theory, like, years ago, I don't know if you remember that song by DMX featuring Cisco. It was called What These Bees Want, What These Bitches Want. That was the name of the song. Really not PC, but it was like a song that was on the radio a while back, years and years ago. 
Okay, so in that song, in the middle of the song, there's just like this chorus where DMX is just naming women. You know, he's like Diane and Carla and whatever. He's naming women. And I used to think, as soon as there's a housewife that matches, the name matches the names in the DMX song. Do you know what I'm saying? So as soon as there's a housewife that has the same name as the names that DMX says in that song, What These Bees Want, then it's time to move on because it's like, he names so many fucking women in that song. There was Brenda, Letitia, Linda, Felicia, Dawn, LaShawn, Inez, and Alicia. I mean, he names that. I mean, I remember them all by heart. I wrote some of them. I wrote some of the middle down. Um, let's see. He says, Teresa, Monica, Sharon, Nikki, Lisa, Veronica, Karen, Vicky, Cookie, Tanya, Diane, Lori, Carla, Marina, Selena, Katrina, Sabrina, about three Kims, Latoya and Tina, Shelly, Bridget, Kavi, Rashida, Kelly, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, Stacy, Tracy, Rana, Rhonda, <laughs> Donna, Yolanda, Tawana, and Wanda. <laughs> Those are just some of them. I didn't even say all of them, you guys. <laughs> In that song, he says about three Kims. And I was thinking about it. We've had three Kims. About three Kims. What? I mean, on Jersey alone, we've had Kim D, Kim G. And on Beverly Hills, we've had Kim Richards, the iconic, legendary. <laughs> so they fit in perfectly with what I'm calling the DMX theorem. The DMX theorem. <laughs> so and what I'm trying to say is we're over halfway there with these women. And so we still have a ways to go. So all of those people that are worried that housewives are on their way out, I would just like to encourage all of us that we aren't quite through the DMX song. Uh, we still have quite a few names. We haven't had a Diane yet. <laughs> also funny that like DMX was rapping about, I don't know, hooking up with a girl named Diane. And I don't know, some of these names were just <laughs> Linda. Like he raps Linda's one of the names. And it's like, what woman are you hooking up with named Linda? Like, I don't know a Linda born past 1950. <laughs> and oh, well, my mom's name is Linda, and she was born past 50. But so after 1960, there were no Lindas. But that's my barometer, and I'm sticking to that barometer. So I think we still have some solid years left. We're about a little over halfway. Uh, but until we get a Arana or a Juanita, I think we're good. So, you guys... This isn't Housewives related, but I have to tell you the Southern Charm scoop I got, and I haven't seen this anywhere online. Maybe somebody's reporting it, but I haven't seen it reported anywhere. Now, we know that Thomas Ravenel is no longer filming for the show, of course, which is a good thing because he has all those assault allegations, and he's just, you could tell he's not a good man. Anyway, what I hear, this might not be true. I always say every time I give a little gossip or whatever, I say, this possible, this is a lie. Maybe this is a lie, maybe this is not. But I usually don't tell y'all until I know it's maybe kind of true. So with that said, I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear, that there's another Ravenel filming Southern Charm. Another Ravenel, someone with the last name of Ravenel, is filming the upcoming season of Southern Charm. I don't know how much they're filming. It's possible maybe they filmed one quick little background appearance and they'll never be on the show again. Or maybe they filmed it and they were boring and they won't be seen. However, I am led to believe that they'll be on it more than that. I don't know that for sure. But I have heard, allegedly, that there's another Ravenel filming named Chelsea. Okay, and we know, not not like the other Chelsea. <laughs> Remember Ashley would always say, Chelsea. <laughs> so there's another Chelsea. So it's a guy. It's a guy named Chelsea. <laughs> now I keep saying it like that. It's a guy named Chelsea Ravenel. And he's a beautiful black man. He is 
either a designer or a model, stunning. Look him up on Instagram. And on his Instagram, you could see him with Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. You can see him with that other Chelsea. And you could see him with some of the other people. And so I think he's filming. And apparently, allegedly, I hear he's friends with Catherine. I don't know. I'll let you all do the research on that. I haven't done much research myself other than his Instagram account. But I hear that he's filming. And wouldn't that be good? That's juicy, right? Like another Ravenel filming in place of Tom. Maybe not in place of Thomas, but in addition to the cast that they currently have. It made me really excited for Southern Charm. Again, maybe they film like one fucking background extra appearance and that's it. Or maybe they're not going to be seen at all. But I hear that this is the truth. <laughs> you will all see the truth. <laughs> Shannon on Orange County just stormed off. You will all see the truth. I don't have a core. <laughs> it's not my play, you fucking bitch. <laughs> not my Chelsea, you fucking bitch. Chelsea. Okay, I'm done. Now, we need to get into Orange County. So, the Orange County this week, it was not a ton of drama. However, there were a few things that we have to talk about. First is there was a montage of Vicky changing her face. So, this week she got a facelift. And we literally saw a montage. It was so, so shocking to see Vicky's interview looks throughout the years and changing her face. I mean, truly, it was amazing. And I love that Vicky's so open about her plastic surgeries on camera. That's refreshing because I think a lot of these housewives, they do nip and tucks and they aren't open about it. So the fact that Vicky is, is amazing. And look, I always say I'm happy if anyone gets plastic surgery and they want it. You know, I'm all for that. I just don't want people to go overboard. And it seems to me that if you keep getting it, maybe there's another underlying issue to take care of. So again, go get plastic surgery if you like. All for it. I think it's a beautiful thing. If it makes you feel better, go do it. As long as you do it in a safe, healthy way. However, if you're doing it time and time again, maybe, just maybe, it'd be beneficial to go talk to a professional about your headspace let's say. So that's what I would encourage. However, I was loving Vicky. I mean, she was so funny when she was high after the surgery and she was telling Steve she had no panties. <laughs> I, loved it. I loved it. And then also, I love that she's willing to show us everything. Like she's willing to show us her under the knife and her high after the surgery and all that stuff. But she's not willing to show us like the, uh, the trek between the car and her hotel room that she's staying in. She had to put a blanket over herself. <laughs> it's like, we we saw that shot of her last season in Ireland or Iceland or whatever, where the fuck they were, where she put the blanket on her in the wheelchair. It's like, she won't be photographed in a wheelchair, but she will show us literally anything else. <laughs> um, we also saw Tamara and Eddie talking about Eddie's health. You know, Eddie was open about the fact that he can't have sex anymore because of the medication. And I, I like that he was open about that. However, I noticed when we were on one of the Eddie and and Tamara scenes, I noticed we were getting like a lot of like B-roll shots and there was like a long lingering shot of Eddie just like staring off into the distance and I'm like what is what is this show? Like do they do they just not have enough footage? Like we're literally just watching like slow long shots of Eddie staring into the sky. I was like am I watching a housewife show or am I watching, you know, Kate Blanchett and Carol? I was like what is going on? Some of these like some of the footage, like, do they just not have a lot, or what's happening? It's like a lot of Orange County is doing a lot of B-roll. A lot of B-roll. And Eddie was wearing so much fucking cut fitness. I mean, I do not need to see him head-to-toe in cut fitness. I know he's going through a tough time, but that's sad. <laughs> and Eddie seemingly hates Shannon. It's like, every time Eddie's on screen, he's talking about how he hates Shannon. 
It must be bad if Eddie is on camera talking about how much he hates Shannon. Speaking of hating each other, we saw a lot between Emily and Shane. And Emily has a very compelling story about losing these twins and childbirth. And it's very sad. And and she's here she is at one point with the therapist and Shane and she's crying. And literally the mascara running down her cheeks. I mean, it's like the Lauren Conrad one tear from the hills. It's like it's like that times ten, you know. Emily's mascara is just all the way down to her chinny chin chin. And Shane, fucking Shane, is just sitting with his arms folded, fucking sourpuss look on his face, in a sweatshirt and some cargo shorts. And he's not even comforting her. His arms are clo- crossed. In the scene with the therapist, his arms were crossed. Would not even comfort his wife. Like she's bawling her eyes out the way I do in a shower. And he wouldn't even like grab her hand. He wouldn't put his arm around her. So the therapist says, like, okay, you guys have this box from when you lost the twins at childbirth. I think it's time that you open that box and look into it. So then we see later in the episode, they're opening this box, which has, you know, these twins that were never, uh, that were lost during childbirth. We see their death certificates, and it's very dark and heavy stuff. And Emily's opening, and again, she's crying mascara down to her, her fucking nipples. Like, I mean, the mascara was just running down her. And still we see Shane, like, three feet away from her, arms folded, not shedding a tear. And <laughs> Emily's reading a note from her gra- her grandmother, who I think has passed at this point, from back in the day that she never, like, a, a note from the beyond. It's like the saddest thing. Again, I am crying about it, watching it. And meanwhile, Shane's living it and not giving one ounce of sympathy. If you watched his body language, it was shocking. It was Shane is just truly the worst. <laughs> We also saw Kelly at her child's musical theater class, which I need more of. I need to see a whole spinoff, you know, Kelly, you know, Kelly's theater class or something where Kelly's just teaching young youths how to do theater. (laughs) I don't know what we'd call it, like Kelly's Follies or something. (laughs) Isn't Follies? Follies is a word that people use for theater. (laughs) Kelly teaching kids how to do West Side Story or something like I'd love that. (laughs) Like Glee. Kelly's version of Glee. I would watch the shit out of that. We only got one quick scene, and I need more. We also got a quick scene of Gina at what she's calling her new casita, but it was really just a studio apartment decorated by Target's dorm collection. (laughs) I tweeted this. This was one of the darkest things I think I've ever seen on The Real Housewives. Like, I know that Gina, this is like sort of her second house or whatever. She's just staying there. I don't care, you guys. This Real Housewives started as an aspirational series to see wealthy women behind the gates of Cota de Casa. And at this point, we're seeing a woman in a studio apartment with green solo cups, and my eyes can't handle it. Her casita was an assault on my eyes. <laughs> it needed off my screen. Truly the most shocking thing I've ever seen. And I've watched, I've watched Kim Richards, you know, fetch a dirty Kleenex out of a limo ashtray while she's high as a kite to wipe off her, her makeup. And Still, I believe that Gina's studio casita was darker than that moment in the limo. I, <laughs> we've seen a lot, but Gina's casita, assault on the eyes, and I don't need that from a housewife. And I truly believe that that scene alone was enough to not get Gina a ticket back for next season. I know some people like Gina. I've liked her too. But seeing that studio apartment, I don't need to see more of that. Note to self, I don't need to see that! I've seen better apartments from the kids at Vanderpump Rules. 
I'd rather look at the Sir Dumpster. <laughs> I'd rather. Frankly, Gina should head on over to Sir and ask for a job over there. Okay? Because she belongs in front of that Sir Dumpster, not on a Real Housewives franchise. And there's a difference. And I love my Sir kids, but I think a Real Housewife, again, if you look at the logline for the Real Houses of Orange County, originally the show was conceived as wealthy women behind the gates of Cota de Casa. You know what? There was no gate in front of that casita. Okay, and let's not, let's not call it a casita. It was a studio apartment. There were green solo cups and a mini fridge. Was, we're looking at a dorm room here, folks, and I don't need that from a housewife. <laughs> I, need, I need glamour. Okay, and if, if we're going to see any more of that studio apartment, then we need to you know, book her on over to Summer House or something because she don't fit in with the housewives. That's my opinion. Um, but otherwise, I like Gina, I do. And Emily. Uh, let's see, Shannon got her eyes done. I might date one day, so I need to get my eyes done. It was tough to watch Shannon making her daughter take care of, not making, but having Shannon's daughter take care of her after her eye surgery. Uh, and also kind of weird, too, because it's like Shannon's always been so, like, Dr. Moon. She likes alternative medicine and, and herbal re- remedies. And it was like, then we're watching Shannon get her eyes done. And it's like, you'll go under the knife, but, like, you won't take an Advil. And that's weird. <laughs> that's weird to me. But, you know, again, I'm glad she's being open and honest about it. We also, uh, we got a flashback to when one of the other times Vicky got a new face. And she, remember, she showed up at, like, Heather's party with the new face, and everyone was shocked. And we got a flashback to that event, and I forgot how shocking her face was. And that was that, <laughs> that, was that, that episode where Terry and Heather got in a fight about onion rings or something. <laughs> I, miss, I miss them. <laughs> Terry was, Terry was a, a trip. Remember he said something about a penis? It was like, I don't know why it's coming back to me. He said something about like, it was a comeback. He was in a fight with somebody. He's like, we have a medical term for that. It's called penis. <laughs> That's funny. Smile, David. We have a term for you in medicine. It's called penis. <laughs> Terry was the worst. I do miss. I do miss Heather, though. Even though I also hate her. So let's see. Vicky uh, was left with Steve. Steve picked her up. She was being so aggressive with Steve when she was high. She said she was wearing no panties. <laughs> we saw Tamara's son's 18th birthday. We haven't seen her son in years because he hasn't been able to film. But now that he's 18, he's allowed to be on camera. And that was actually very shocking to me. It didn't look like he wanted to be filmed, but he was being filmed nonetheless, and they were having an 18th birthday party. The whole time, I was just noticing Tamara's house, and you guys know I love signage, so I told you how much I love a home goods, and I love to get a gather, some gather merch, you know, something, some sign art that just says the word gather. But I don't love all word art, and Tamara had a lot of things in her house. She had, like, every fucking napkin had some word art. Right above her giant flat screen TV. Like she had a giant TV in the living room, and right above it, it just says farmhouse. And it's like, you know, we're looking at a giant TV. We're not in a farmhouse. It's hardly, hardly a farmhouse. There was, and then like right to the right of that, it just said like, it was a box sign that just said, let's stay home. Her kitchen towels just said, this kitchen is seasoned with love. And I'm not sure that it is. I don't know. They also showed a flashback to uh, what her son Ryan getting a mouth tattoo that just said Nugget. That was tough. And then it was a lot of Vicky recovering from her plastic surgery. She still had the plastic surgery marks on her face, like the marker marks. And I didn't know why she still had that, because it seemed like that should have been washed off at some point, right? 
And then also they were at a hotel, so Vicky was recovering at some other facility, a hotel room, and Steve was there. And somehow Steve, Steve had beer, like he was tailgating. And I was like, where did he get that beer, that, can- that bottle of beer he was drinking? And what was he just like on the couch, just drinking beers while Vicky just called for him in between her doses of Percocet? I'm not sure, unclear. And it was revealed that Vicky never told the doctor about her like previous brain surgeries that she's had since she was a child. And that seemed troublesome. The surgeon was like, we're lucky, you know, she survived because she never told me about her other, <laughs> her other head issues. And I was like, yeah, no shit. Somebody should have told her. There was some fight, too, with Gina and telling Shannon that Tam was talking shit. It felt very amateur housewife to me. Like, I, I, it felt like Gina was trying to stir the pot, but she wasn't doing it in a good way. She was just kind of doing it in a basic way. And I, if you're going to get in there and stir the pot, I need you to really fucking stir it. So, again, I predict... I predict that Gina won't be back and that Emily will be back. I think Gina's going to have a poor showing at the reunion. These are my predictions. I think Gina will have a poor showing at the reunion. And Emily, I feel like Emily has some other stuff going on. She's got the weird, annoying husband. Emily will be back. That's my prediction. I don't think Gina will be, though. But maybe Gina will head on over to Summer House. Um, But next week, we see they have like a party for Gina. No one shows up. Oh, and we're going to see Kelly seeing her ex. I'm excited about that. So that's Orange County. And we're not going to recap Dallas fully. I just want to touch on a few things. First of all, there was like a Cameron versus Deandra dynamic, which I'm really enjoying. But Cameron said, <laughs> made me laugh so hard. She said, uh, regarding Deandra, she said, it's this very slippery slope from a butt plug to a butt dart. And I just love the fact that we're still talking about the time Deandra put a K-cup up her butt. <laughs> I hope, again, we never stop talking about it because it's just fantastic. Also, Brandy got wind of the fact that Leanne said that, or, or she thinks that Leanne said that she was an alcoholic to Mama D. Leanne, of course, did not say this to Mama D, but she did say it sort of off the cuff to Cameron and Carrie. But Brandy got wind of this, and her response or her idea was in the first night in Copenhagen to get really drunk. And she thought that that would teach Leanne. <laughs> I was like, what kind of reasoning is that? Like somebody calls you an alcoholic, so your your plan is to just act like an alcoholic in front of them by getting so super drunk. I mean, it was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. <laughs> I loved it. I just loved how drunk Brandy decided to get with very little reasoning. Um, and then, of course, that night she didn't even get confronted by Leanne because Cameron and Deandra ended up fighting about something else. Deandra got what I thought was very aggressive. She was also, I thought she was poking and prodding at Leanne that first night when Leanne like almost clocked her, which Leanne didn't. (laughs) Leanne was so happy that she didn't hit her. And she said, I'm so impressed by myself. She said, I'm impressing the fuck out of myself. She's, she's, I'm impressing the fuck out of myself. (laughs) And I agree. She impresses the fuck out of me every day, every week on this show. Uh, So, you know, I thought Deandra was poking and prodding at Leanne and I didn't like that. Uh, and then also my other favorite thing of the episode was just when they were watching Carrie's cousins who were musicians. It just made me laugh so hard because these musicians look like, you know, rejects from the Garden State soundtrack. You know what I mean? That in the best way. Like, I loved the Garden State soundtrack. <laughs> I used to listen to it in college, and I would invite girls back to my apartment, my dorm room, and I would listen to the Garden State soundtrack with them. And then nothing would happen. Like, I wouldn't make any moves on them. <laughs> but. But we'd listen and then we'd have a laugh and then they'd go back to their own dorm rooms. But the Carrie's cousins, they sounded like that kind of vibe. And so it was so funny watching these Dallas Society women listen to that 
and then try to contort their faces to make it seem like they really liked it. <laughs> like, again, the music was good, but it was like, these women did not like it. They, they, these women did not give a dog's rip about these musicians. They didn't give a, a Copenhagen rip. They did not give a spider's rip. They did not give any rips about these musicians. <laughs> but so Dallas is great. I mean, I like this trip. I'm into this Copenhagen trip. I feel like it's a new locale. I'm into it. I really don't give her dog's rip. I want to bring on Angelina, and we're going to talk all things Atlanta. Uh, before we do, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with Angelina talking Real Housewives of Atlanta, the premiere. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect 
perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Hello, guys. I'm here with the lovely, beautiful, talented Angelina Spicer. Angelina, we go way back. We used to do stand-up together. Yes, we did, Danny. Right, back in the day. Back in the... Well, don't say back in the day, because then that makes me feel like I'm ancient. Right. And I'm not, and neither are you, okay? No, no, we're baby-faced. Yeah, baby-faced, <laughs> and, you know, it, it seeps in, so baby. <laughs> I'm 18. Um, oh. But... Uh, <laughs> but we used to... We, we did stand-up together, and yes. you still do stand-up. I, I don't really do... Mm-hmm. I just force my jokes upon listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you for not doing stand-up. It's like... It was it's stress- such it's a commitment. Stressful. It's very stressful. It's very rewarding. Right. But, you know, the older you get, the more you just want to, like, chill at home with your man, cuddle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, have quality time, make dinner. Right. You want to luxuriate, as our girlfriend Wendy Williams says. You want to luxuriate <laughs> at home with your man. 100%. Like, who's trying to be in a musty, sweat- it, it musty sweaty <laughs> comedy club? You know, one of my last times that I ever performed, and mm-hmm. I think you might have been there. I don't the know if you were there. The comedy store? No, it was at... It was at the comedy store but okay. it was it was a, a lineup called she's funny with like a lot of e's and a lot of z's were you on that <laughs> i, I was not okay. on that show it was like a okay well it makes sense too actually it was like all lesbian comedians okay, okay. okay. so i it was all women so i get there and i'm like so i'm like what's going on it was she's funny with a lot of z's a lot mm-hmm. of exclamation points and i was the tail end of the night it was like oh, 15 comedians you uh. know when they do those nights where it's like everyone gets five minutes or something I was yes. the, uh, the second to last out no. of like 15 or 16. And the whole audience was these lesbians that did not, they were tired by the time yes, it got to they're me. they laughed out. And they were there to see other lesbian comedians. Gotcha. And I don't do lesbian, <laughs> I don't do lesbian humor. It's just not my demographic. Why dem- not, Danny? Not that, I, I, not that I'm not trying, but it just isn't, isn't my typical demographic. Conscious. You know, or your life. Or you my know, life, right. right. I'm not, they were, they wanted to see some lesbian jokes. And gotcha. I just, I didn't have that in my repertoire. Right. <laughs> and I just remember after that night, I was like, maybe I should just do, yeah. I should transition. Do something else. Um, right. Yeah, interesting. But I feel like comedy, like we know a lot of really funny people. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of really talented writers. We know a lot of funny and great, captivating personalities. Like stand up doesn't necessarily have to be your only avenue. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like Annabelle DeSisto. We're talking about Annabelle. Right. So She's amazing. Funny. Yeah. You're amazing. Oh, like, you know what I'm you saying? You are too. And we're going to talk, we, we're going to get to Atlanta, but we're going to talk about some of your other projects. You have a lot going okay, on. Okay, I do. Too um, much. <laughs> but speaking of stand-up comedy, what do you make of Nini? She's still doing stand-up comedy. Have you, you haven't seen her. I have not you? seen Nini on the circuit. Right, right. Let me just say that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Nini is sticking to the ATL. But she ain't sticking to Hollywood. Right. Um, I'm sure that Nene has joke writers. Sure, yeah. How you doing? Because she has coins. She's very rich, bitch. Right, right. So she has, and I know a few people who interviewed to be on her writing staff. <sighs> Re- like her stand-up writing staff. Her stand-up, or for her, oh my God. Stand-up slash stand-up. one-woman show slash. Right, right. You need a podcast. You don't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need to be. I don't know. Anyway, I've heard a lot of the housewives have joke writers for their confessionals too. I what? wonder. I'm sure she. I'm sure she does. 
Oh my god! Yeah, a lot of the household, you know, they're confessionals. They have joke writers. Because yeah, I, I know, not- I know a couple of people that have worked with some of the other girls, but I don't know about Atlanta. God, you what, are they staffed? Like, do they, they work for Bravo or do they work for the talent? No, for the talent. Interesting. Like, who can come up with the shadiest? Like, the little shady comments. The digs, like the wow, the, the slogans, the one-liners for the shirts. and. Although I think the Atlanta girls are some of the natu- most naturally funny out of all the Agreed. franchises. Agreed. So Agreed. I actually think... I'm right, just right. saying. No, you're right. <laughs> I, so I actually think that they are... Probably not needing the joke writers as much as maybe like Beverly Hills or something. Got you. No, yeah, yeah Beverly Hills. Bravo needs to add some staff. And they need their own staff. Those ladies are dry. You know what? I put on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when I need to get work done. Like right. for my white noise. I'm over. I, I will over watch it. it till the day I'm dead. But I... <laughs> But Same. I'm still, I think it's a little slow and boring. Right. Yeah. No, it is. I, I still like Kyle. She's still my favorite. Her hair is goals. Okay. So I want to go through the Atlanta. It's the, it was premiere week, which yes. is so super exciting. Atlanta's mm. the highest rated out of all the it franchises. It should be. It right. is, it is truly the best. Like, yeah, they're the gold standard. This episode okay. wasn't as jam packed with drama. It was a lot of catch up. Yes. It was like, okay, let's meet, see what's going on with the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get to the taglines first. I want to get your take Ooh. on who do you think's the best? Who do you think the worst okay. is? So Nini Leaks, hers tagline is, I'm the glue for my wig and my family. And <laughs> this is, of course, because last season, do you remember she had Yeah, that, she's going to come out the, with a lace front glue. Right. She might lace front glue line. Go ahead. It reminded me of that scene from last season when she was fighting with Portia mm-hmm. and Marlo was like literally adjusting Nini's wig. Oh, her mid-fight. bun. Yes. Yes. Where were they? I forgot where they I, were. Somewhere. Some restaurant or a bar right, or in Mexico, but they were somewhere out of the country. And she was like, and you will not. And her just bun was, I was like, girl, I hope you glued those edges on really well because the bun is losing life. Okay. It's limp. <laughs> out here but marlo came through and she she, she, she lifted friend. it a yes that's a very good friend um so i like her little callback and also referencing her family we know her big storyline is going to be her uh, greg unfortunately yeah. who was diagnosed with cancer um and then cynthia's is i aged like a fine wine and now i'm ready to chill it's cute it's cute it's cute but we know you that cynthia does not chill she is like on 1000 trying to find a man yeah and like aggressive <laughs> in her relationships Girl, chill. Chill needs to apply to all facets of your life, not just your wine or your fine ass, girl. I need my cuss. Yeah, you can. Okay, thank you. Fuck yeah. But yeah, come on, Cynthia. Like, mm, I don't know. I'm shocked that Cynthia's made it this long, to be honest. Like, I like Cynthia, but I'm shocked that she's been on our screens for so long because she just, there's never like a a ton with her. Right. But she's gorgeous. I love looking at her. I do too. And I hear her wigs come from the uh, beauty supply store in Crenshaw. Oh my God, really? (laughs) There you go. Shade, honey. Heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> like most uh, of the housewives, they get like custom made, they going, like $15,000, $20,000 wigs. Yes, they look like ramen noodles sometimes or Frankenstein. However, <laughs> Cynthia's like, you know what? I go to Ikea from my sofa and I'm going to swing by the beauty supply store and, and get me a $20 lace front too. <laughs> I'm just going to be giggling through this whole thing. <laughs> uh, then we get to Candy. Candy's tagline is my favorite. It's I count my blessings and my checks. Hey! And that's just like a boss. I feel like Ow! that's a boss. Like Candy is a boss. Like I love that yes. she's referencing her money, her paychecks. Yes. It's like, I just love that. I love that. And I love how Candy, how consistent Candy is. Right? You know what I'm saying? Her temperament is consistent. Some people might call it a little toasty. Right. Marlo calls it toasty. But Candy is consistent. She's consistently 
like about her business ventures, about her family, her husband, Mm -hmm. you know, always bringing it. And Candy is like low key rich. Right. Now, I don't even think low key. I mean, she's like rich, rich. Yeah. But well, I mean, maybe because. I don't know. Sometimes her sneakers are a little like, ooh, girl, mm, where you get those? <laughs> the shoes. But then, you know, the shoes are a little, but her stilettos are great. But the yeah, sneakers yeah, are yeah. like, ooh, oh, Fila's, ooh, who's yeah. doing that? But she matches it up with a great Chanel, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. with an alligator Chanel. How you doing? I also think Candy is underrated in the in the Housewives world because it's like she's so consistently good on TV mm-hmm. and she's never really had an off season where she's been too boring or something. Agreed. But like she, Cynthia. <laughs> like Cynthia. But she doesn't get as much as the like acclaim or for mm-hmm. huge Housewives fans. It's like people think of Nini or, or right. Teresa or Lisa Vanderpump or whatever. But I feel like Candy doesn't get the credit for being such a reliable housewife. Right, because she, yeah, reliable's a good, reliable, mm-hmm, reliable right. consistent, come through Candy. <laughs> right. And I have bedroom Candy. Is it, it's hard, it's really good. Do you like it? I Okay, so I went to a bedroom, real quick, I went yeah. to a bedroom Candy party with a bunch of moms, um, and the party was fabulous. My vibrator broke. Right away? <laughs> yes, yeah. and it's not because I used it too much, Okay. <laughs> I wish that that were the case, but it broke. Yeah, well, you know, I what? was like, "Damn!" But my husband loves the spray. You know, I put the what I, is the spray? It's like some masculine spray to like get you in the mood, and it works for both of us. It's so good. Oh my god, I need to check that. Yeah, out. her whole line is so genius, and like I didn't know. Maybe you might know, but like vibrators now, at least for bedroom candy. Come with USB chargers. Right. And do, I did know that. Yeah. I was Wait, like, and- <laughs> so I can on the plane? What? I can charge up my vibrator Wait. on a long flight to Paris? Are you kidding me? I heard that one of her vibrators, it like connects to music and vibrates to music. Is that Damn. true? Like it's like a. That would your be eye- genius. It, I don't know. I don't know. If it they didn't have that at the bedroom. Your, candy your party. Spotify account or something? Like I think or there's probably one. Candy's hits. You know, like talk about checks. It probably Fly. connects to all her, all the hits she's written and sang. Like that song, Fly Get Above it. All the Haters. You yeah. Know? Fly I fly above, above the fly haters above. on the dildo. I fly above the haters. Get it. <laughs> so then Eva's the new girl. We met her last year, but now she's an official housewife. Her tagline is, I live a model life, and now I'm a top, uh, and now I'm ready to be a top wife. I thought that was boring. It's a boring tagline. Yeah, it's boring. And I don't know, from what I hear, Eva was very, like, dynamic on Top Model. I, I'm a huge, I liked Kenya. And oh, yeah. I know, I know last season she didn't really give us much. She was sort of hiding a lot of her a personal lot. life. But I do miss her a little bit already. And to me, if we're replacing Eva with Kenya, it just feels, like, unmatched. Mm. But I, I've heard only good things about Eva, so I'm hopeful that. Yeah. Uh, Kenya, I don't like. Yeah. She's good for TV. Right. I see why you like her. I see why tons of fans love her. But Kenya is not my favorite. I've met her in person. And, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That face, yeah. Danny. Right. That. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. She's a bitch. Yeah. She's a bitch. Like, a stone cold, will ignore you, walk by. And this was before Housewives. So you don't miss her at all? I don't miss her. And I don't miss the fact that she's now a mother. Like, Kenya in mommy mode? Yeah, you know, I'm glad. I I think it was good that she, if she comes back, it'd be nice to see her back next season. I Mm -hmm. think it's fine that we're not seeing her this season because it would have been like a lot of pregnancy stuff. And so she wouldn't have gotten in the mix with the other girls. And what I do like about Kenya Mm -hmm. is that she will like prod and whatever the other girls like stir the pot lot provoke (laughs) but if she's not gonna provoke it's like what's the point right and Um, i think her new husband is not here for any no yeah i don't think he wants he's fine by the way he's gorgeous even with his nose piercing yeah (laughs) even with (laughs) 
me how many men. Come on, Daddy. Despite the nose piercing. Despite the nose piercing. He is fine. Yeah, he's gorgeous. Like, come on, yeah. throw the drawers yeah. at him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what yeah, do you think fine. of uh, Portia's new man, Dennis? He's so, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> He, wait, let what me do get, you mean his character? Me, wait, hold on. Let me get this her tagline because she's the only one. She's her, hers is the last tagline. Her tagline is I took a left turn, but now things are just right. And so in this premiere episode, we see a lot with her new man, Dennis, who she keeps talking about. He's like the hot dog king. You know, he sold millions of hot dogs or something. Girl, Frankfurters? <laughs> but really? She, but she seems like I, I, I love Portia because I love how giggly Portia is. So in this premiere episode, she was just like laughing through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like, I, I get it. Kenya. I mean, not Kenya. Uh, ooh, Freudian slip. Portia to me just seems like the, the holding bat. You know what I'm saying? Like the giggly, sure. like, like, I don't just dumb, just dumb, but like plays up the looks and I get it. That's cute for TV, real life. No, ma'am. She would never be my friend in real life. You know, I like really turned a corner with her because I watched that. I never really was a huge Portia fan, but I watched her on Dish Nation. Have you ever seen? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought she was so good on Dish Nation. And she, but she was so different. (laughs) You're looking at me like I'm. I am. I thought she was good on Dish Nation and she seemed different to me than House. Like she seemed a little bit more intelligent than on Housewives. Writers. Right. Someone's writing for her. I just. Her delivery. You know what, Angelina? I just (laughs) liked her. Okay, good. I like Portia. Well, Portia has a fan and Danny Pellegrino. Not Angelina Spice, okay? I could have watched Portia and Nini, like when they were at Nini's swag, like yes. they were shopping. Uh-huh. I could have watched them. They were just like laughing yeah. and being. And I could have watched that for at, like at least four hours. Exactly. Like it was just them two just shopping. Yeah. I, I Yeah. When Portia's in like fun mode, cool. But when it goes, when she's sort of just in the middle, it's fine with me. But when she goes to Hoey, like on one of their trips, you know, <laughs> to Hoey. Yeah. You to know, pop. the ass out, the twerking, right. uh, the queen of Thotlandia. Yeah. That's what uh, Portia called. I'm uh, not Portia. Uh, Phaedra called her at one point when she goes too thotty, too hoey, and then too dumb. You know, is this the Underground Railroad? Where did the train and stop? That was a tough. Well, there has to be an opening for the railroad at some point. Because somebody's driving the train. It's not electric like what we have now. <laughs> It, would, it wasn't a train, maybe. Really? Like, you really thought, like, there was an actual train that took them through? That's what I'm saying, the... It, was, it wasn't a train at all. If they use it, that is just a euphemism, baby. It's a bigger scene. I'm thinking it was, like, widespread. No. It's almost hurtful to me to watch her be so dumb. Come on. It's <laughs> a tough thing right for in the everyone. Mi- right. But right in the middle, shopping. You know, getting your titties adjusted at the plastic surgeon, <laughs> kikiing. Okay, fine. I can deal with Portia, but anything too extreme, I'm like, girl, just sit down, and shut up. She's very, um, what's the word? Uh, controversial. Like some people, you either love her or hate her. Yeah. I notice, like a fan, some people really hate Portia, but I tend to love. She her. She doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, she doesn't She's bother just me. A little ding bag. Um, so we see her shopping for engagement rings with yes. Dennis. Mm. What do you? Is that a thing? I'm not. I'm a big gay. So is that a thing? <laughs> like shopping for your engagement ring with the guy that might propose to you? Yes, that's a thing. Right? That is okay. totally a thing because he needs to know what you want. Right. What about? <laughs> so this was also the same place she got her ring with Cordell. Is that a problem, or do you think that's fine? I think that's tacky. But that's a little... 
Daddy. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's very I'm on saying. brand. Yeah, it's very on brand for Portia. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. No, not Portia. Ooh. She was. And, yeah. Um. So, uh, switching gears, we see mm-hmm. Nini and Greg. Greg's very ill, which we haven't. We, last season, he went through some health troubles. Right. But this season, he, uh, he was. Uh, diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we saw a different side of Nini and Greg right off the well, bat. First of all, Greg is a little thinner. Yeah. We've never seen Greg. That's he didn't, shady. I no, be. no, he didn't look healthy. I mean, and he wasn't healthy, so he shouldn't. Right. Look um, I think it's smart for Nini to come into this season showing vulnerability. I think it's smart for her. I think there's a whole way around because last season, she told that rape joke, yeah. but like in horrible taste. It wasn't even a joke. It was an <laughs> right. attack right. on an audience member. Um, but I do think, like I was saying, I think it's dope that she's showing vulnerability this season straight out the gate. It'll get her original Nene bloop, fans back on board. Um, and it'll, it'll give her some wiggle room to be a bitch later on in the season. Yeah. And she, even even in her moment of vulnerability, she was saying, I've had lots of moments where I've cried in the car. Mm-hmm. And then right around, she, she said, I've had so many moments I've cried in my car. If my car could talk, it would be like, this bitch is sad. Oh. And it was like, that's such a funny, like, that's a funny line. I mean, somebody so, wrote that. Right, somebody wrote it. I'm sorry. Sorry to write no, on your break. It's such a brilliant, it's like, yeah. even in moments on Atlanta where things are down or whatever, they give us a funny little Yeah, oh, funny to pick us line. back up. Yeah. Right. Um, also, I cried. Greg cried. I cried at the same time. Um, they did a little. Pr- hard. They did a little prayer circle. You never know what's in you until you're at that door. Never thought I had it in me to fight cancer. Now, I'm gonna beat cancer's ass. <laughs> that's, that's you have been my light. I couldn't do this without you. I couldn't. I wouldn't even try. Um, okay, so we see Candy. Candy's in LA with es- Escape, and um, she is. Her whole storyline is like, is she with the kids enough mm-hmm. because she's working so much? And I like how upfront Candy is saying, basically, like, I like to work. I'm not going to stop working. You know, like, I, yes, I have a family, but I like to work. And I think it's refreshing to see a lot of women who work. They don't. There's. They don't have necessarily the thing that society puts on them. Does mm. that make sense? Like, yes. I know a lot of girls or women who have kids who also prefer, who like to work. Who, yes. You know, You're looking at right, one. I'm looking at one. <laughs> but without having to apologize for it or talk about it. And right. Like, Candy's just like, yeah, I'm a boss. I like to work. Right. Yeah. It, no, it, that's like the everlasting struggle of a working mother, especially because not only are you like explaining and justifying to your family, to your spouse, to your kids, like Candy did. But you're also talking to yourself Mm. because mommy guilt is severe. Okay. Let's just have a moment on that. But so you constantly feel like, damn, is obviously my kids feel this way. Obviously my husband feels this way. I need to do better, but I also like to work and working is a huge part of who I am. It's a huge part of who I was before I had kids. And before I met this man, when I was out here, like Portia throwing that ass in a circle, you know what I'm saying? So like, let me not dismiss who I am, but there's got to be balance to yeah. it. So she's probably talking to herself at the same time. Like I often do, mm-hmm. but, um, but it's nice to see women just confront that head on. Yeah. It's I dope. think more and more in, in general and in media, in media, we're seeing women who are mothers that want to work that aren't apologizing mm-hmm. for it or I don't know. 
It's refreshing. It is. Yeah. It is. But and also, it, that's I, I always a- say on the show, I'm like endlessly impressed by any mother. Like I see Thank you. kids are exhausting. I, I have receive. nieces and nephews. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm being a mother or a father, you yeah. know, uh, any parent, it's mm-hmm. just endlessly impressed. Yes. So good job. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> Thank, I received that. Before I used to have a hard time accepting compliments. Now as a mother, yeah, I'm like, like, oh okay, yeah, but, but wait, wait, you forgot one. Yeah, Come on with it. I want to talk about Cynthia now. Cynthia, we open with her at Lake Bailey. She's drinking uh, wine with frozen grapes in, which Mm -hmm. uh, made me want it really bad. Yes! But so her new boyfriend is Mike Hill. Mm -hmm. And she says she met him through her good friend, Steve Harvey, which that was shocking to me. Like, I did not know. Did you hear that? Girl, you ain't got a lot of kick it. I did not know that Cynthia was good friends with Steve Harvey, but apparently she is. (laughs) Steve Harvey's producers. I'm, I'm such a conspiracy theorist. You're such a, you're so passive. <laughs> like somebody wrote that. And here I am thinking like they're doing Thanksgiving dinner together. I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> Is that, she didn't say that, but that in your mind. That was, in my mind, I'm like, they're, she's going to Steve's house right after this. Oh, girl. If you don't get out of here, Danny. Oh, my God. I was thinking I really want Steve to host the reunions now. Like, oh, that would be good. That would be good, right? Like, wouldn't you love to just see him in the Andy Cohen position? Because I'm starting to feel like Andy's getting a little tired of doing all of this. I would, so, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. The fights and like... I mean, it's been like 15 years for some of these <laughs> franchises. And it's like, he is probably exhausted. Yeah, and you could sure. tell more and more as the reunions go on. It's like, it seems like he maybe doesn't want to be there or, is, mm-hmm. or would like to pass on. And I was thinking Steve Harvey would be, be fun. Yes. Family yeah. Feud and the Real Housewives reunion. <laughs> go ahead, Steve. Get them checked. But so we see Cynthia doing... It's a long distance relationship mm-hmm. with him. And I wondered, do you think this is... Uh, some people online are speculating that it's just for the show, like Cynthia's. It was like a, guy, fake a fake relationship. Yeah. I mean, I don't You're think... You're pessimistic already, so... I, no, no. <laughs> I just finished your thought. I don't think Cynthia is that hard up like Kenya was to find a man. So sure. she does not need... A fake relationship. I yeah. think Cynthia has plenty of good, valid, yummy options. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe she did have a little help and maybe went to the Steve Harvey show. And yeah, was, she was like a panelist on something. Yeah. yeah and she met him. Yeah. Uh, like he also Kim lives He lives in L.A. And um, I would like to see, I always love a crossover. I'd like to see Cynthia mm-hmm. join Beverly Hills if she moves here. But okay, so then we cut to Eva. Eva's doing photos. She does a family photo shoot mm-hmm. with the new kid, and Who's her so husband, yummy, by the way. Adorable. That little baby is, oh my god, they yeah. kept doing like close-ups of the baby's face, and the baby was like giving perfect like right. <laughs> side eye and everything. I was like, this baby is a star already. Yeah. <laughs> also, Ace is adorable. Yes! Can- Candy's Ace is adorable. Oh! Um, but Ace. so right away, Eva's like doing the this. This was when I started to turn a corner with Eva, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, maybe she'll be fantastic." Okay. She was doing photos with the family, and then she's like, "Okay, you guys go. I'm oh, gonna do some solo." Yes, shots. and she kicked off the pumps, <laughs> she did the red bottoms, and was like, and then they brought out the diva fan. I was like, right. "Yes." Right. That was when I was like, "Okay, she's good." Yo, I'm yeah, no, Eva will bring it. <laughs> yeah, she will bring it. Um, and she's just so beautiful. She used to date she's one of stunning. my friends a long time ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Was the friend hot? Yes. I try to imagine, like, because she's gorgeous. She yeah, no. Someone. He's, yeah, he's, he, I'll tell you who he is off air. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, then we see that scene, which we had talked about already, Nini and Portia just uh, shopping Kiki. at Swag, which, right. I, again, just watching them forever, just laugh, 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 like fucking Frank and Father of the Bride. And 
also Nini said she's opening a new store. So this boutique is called Swag, mm-hmm. and Nini's opening Swagalicious in Miami. And, and it's like, where does this end? <laughs> what other cities are we going to? And what how is she going to name it? Swaggy. What, how do we build on swag <laughs> even more? Well, I think it's a really smart venture. Yeah. Okay, first of all, last season, I don't know if you noticed, but I did. I'm sure I did. I'm sure you did. Um, that Nini was shooting most of her scenes in a clothing store. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but they never named it. So this is that. This I think this right. is that. And I think that the coins weren't all the way there for Nini to sign on and mm-hmm. say, "You get a piece of this." Okay. So I think. Nini said, let's open up something new. We'll build that into the storyline. Swag, and then swag boots. But I think it's brilliant for Nini to put, kind of like a candy move, to put her store in a freaking hotel. Yeah, yeah, Tons of tourists, tons of travelers. And Miami's such a swaggy city. You know, (laughs) swaggy city. (laughs) You know, Miami's such a fly city. People come throughout. They always want to look fly. They want to look fabulous. And you can price things like through the roof and people will pay for it. You know, Candy, you mentioned she's moving OLG into stadiums, mm-hmm. I believe, right? Which is genius. <gasps> I, mean, but, I mean, of course, I expect nothing less from you, Candy. Hi, Candy! Um, we see, speaking of Candy, we see her at dinner with Riley. And mm-hmm. I still, Riley's had a big glow up. Like, they revealed, yeah. I think, Riley lost maybe 20 yeah. pounds or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. But yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah, but I does. still think Riley hates the camera. Like every time I feel like she's on camera, I don't think she wants to be on camera. Agreed. And I look, uh, she's, she's shy. young, she's yeah. shy, and yeah. I get it. But it just always feels like they're forcing Riley to oh, be on screen. And it's like, I don't think Riley wants. And by the way, I wouldn't either. If I was Riley's age when I'm 12, 13, 14, I don't yeah. need a camera near me. Absolutely. Like, I was such a But awkward. she was really happy to have the camera in her face when she got the uh, her Porsche car, truck for her birthday or for yeah. her li- getting her license or whatever. Um, but you know who needs to get a memo um, in the Burris and that family? is Todd's daughter. Oh, wait, why? What her do you weave mean? weave is so oh, crunchy. The- <laughs> I'm like, oh, and you look dewy on camera, I need honey. A, I need to go back because I don't yes. even remember her in the scene. Yeah, she was there. Back. And she was like, yeah, y'all come in at 11 p.m. And then you you tell us, oh, you leaving tomorrow. I was like, ooh, all I see is crunch, 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 crunch. And dew, just like moisture. <laughs> I need to go back. <laughs> Girl, I need to go you back. need a mattifying product on that skin it's an easy fix <laughs> it's an easy fix and she's a gorgeous girl i'm just yeah. saying yeah well but riley was she may be shy but riley was laid that wig right. was uh, come I mean, through in riley's defense she's had years of this on camera like right. todd's daughter has only been on maybe a couple appearances right. so Good maybe, maybe no, she'll yeah. get a glow up and then candy season. was like no you got to come through <laughs> did you hear candy's Candy has a ring back tone so portia was calling the girls to invite them to miami mm-hmm. she wants to go visit uh, right. nini and uh also Portia's going to meet Dennis out there for her birthday. And Portia called Candy, and Candy had a ring back. So it was like Candy. I don't know if you caught this, but I didn't catch can- it. It was Candy. So when you call Candy, it sings back to you. So it's Candy singing like ring a ling a ling. Hopefully I answer. Get like, it. It's like- <laughs> that's another coin. <laughs> recorded in a studio. <laughs> and it's like just that's such a great Candy thing. And I like would love to see her in the studio with Don Juan recording her <laughs> callback. <laughs> Don- <laughs> So they all go to Miami for Portia's it's Portia's birthday weekend right. and then for um uh for Nini's show. 
again, Portia hasn't stopped giggling since she's been on camera. <laughs> um, she's getting in the car on the way to the airport, and she, she said there was like a throwaway line. Portia said, I should have kept my uh, little titties because these big titties do nothing but sweat because she was sweating. <laughs> What? And I thought probably that makes sense. It does make sense because big titty sweat. I have C cups, natural C cups. They sweat. sweat. So yeah. I can only imagine what a fake D cup will do to your bra and your shirt. But that was a moment where it was like, Portia, that was no writer. That was like Portia because they just caught her like getting in a car. Right. And I don't even know if she knew that she was on mic, but she's like, I should have kept my little titties. And I thought, wow, this is why we're in Atlanta and I love it. Yes. Love and it. that's why, I mean, and when you're pregnant, your boobs obviously grow and like yeah. fill with milk. Yeah. So she's toting around silicone and engorged um, uh, breast nodules, whatever the hell they were called. But yeah. Yeah. So she's got a lot going on. With Still giggly. But so the end of the episode, it, it, we are introduced to this thing. We know that Dennis has had a relationship with Candy or knows something about Candy. And right. Candy knows something about Dennis. They didn't reveal what. Mm-hmm. It was just little it was teased. teased yeah. And there was a car ride where Portia was talking to Dennis. And she says, like, do you know Candy or did you know Candy? And he's like, yeah, but he kind of just, he doesn't Changes explain what. Right. And then we see in the preview that Candy knows something. So I think that's going to be good. From what I understand, oh, and then the episode gonna get messy. It's going to get messy, and then the episode ends with Portia thinking she's getting engaged too, so she's in this beautiful hotel room. She runs to the bathroom to call her sister, and she thinks that Dennis is going to propose to her, but it's a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. We, don't we don't know. know. So there wasn't a whole lot of drama with the premiere, but we we were catching up with these girls. Yeah. We still have another new housewife that's going to be introduced. Oh, Devoe. Um, yeah, what is Shamari Devoe? Yes. who was in the group Black. Uh-huh. And she was, she's married to, who is she? Uh, uh, BBD. Yeah, uh, Belle Biv DeVoe, but right. one of them. Um, Ronnie DeVoe. Ronnie DeVoe. Yes. And so I'm excited to meet her. Me too. From what I heard, uh-huh. like through Ooh. my little sources and stuff, I heard that the drama really kicks off in episode three. Oh, is that right? Okay. So apparently like we're next week is still, I think maybe introducing Shamari. Okay. Still catching up with the girls. And then I think by episode three, we're going to get some really good Got stuff. Got you. I think that Shamari and Eva are going to butt heads. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that to me seems like those two together, in my opinion, are going to replace Kenya. Mm, like those two. Yeah, those two. It, it's good because it's going to take two or three yeah. to replace Kenya for us to forget <laughs> <laughs> that Kenya's not there anymore. But I think they're going to butt heads. The fact that, I don't know, just in my head, all of this is like, because Eva's man is like a politician. He's an attorney. He's like a straight-laced guy. Ronnie DeVoe was like, He's an artist. He's a singer. All of this. And they both have kids. Yeah. And they're both coming, sort of coming back to their careers. Eva picking up the modeling. And they and know then Shamari they to, coming back to singing. So they know they need to make an impact, too. So I feel like they'll, yeah. they'll argue. They'll fight a little bit. I think Shamari from all the there. interviews I'm seeing. First of all, Candy was just on an interview. Spoiler alert that mm. Kenya does make one appearance this season. Later on in the series. So I roll. We do. Hard you roll. I'm like, so I'm on that. <laughs> I'm like, am I going to come wait? I love it. But also we know, um, oh, they keep doing these interviews and saying like, this is the season of sisterhood and they're all close. And, Lies. Right. But I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as other seasons. I hope not. Cause I it got think, ugly. No, it, it got dark and everything, but I still am excited because I still think that Atlanta girls are just entertaining, doing whatever. And I feel that way about New York too. Agreed. I could watch them do anything and right. they're entertaining. Right. 
So I'm I'm not as worried like some of the other franchises if they were to start a season and we'd hear these interviews Sister that there's like, uh... I'd be like oh fuck right but Atlanta I'm like okay that's fine right and right I, right and I think the new girls will be messy enough mm-hmm. so um I'm excited I am too that's I the am episode t- big it up to working mamas I, I think that we it's it's dope to see because like Shamari is a working mom Eve's a working mom they're all pretty much working all, moms. yeah and Portia but like with be. young children because that's the hardest time to sort of find your mojo get your mojo back and start working again is when you have younger children right so how did nice you deal with that. that i'm still dealing You're with still it my daughter's that. three right um and it's like a like candy it's a constant balance it's a constant like justifying like okay like let me because my husband and i because i work nights at comedy clubs i don't have a chance to really spend time with my husband so i meet him for lunch three times a week mm-hmm. that's our time or like he'll play hooky from work one day so that we can have sex during the day and go get drunk. And yeah. then we pick our baby up at six and do the whole nighttime routine. But it's just like a constant balance of like, he's gone. I'm gone. It, it's hard. Yeah. Now, hard. Um, I want to talk to you about one of your other projects. But before I do really quickly, okay. you also watch Married to Medicine. What I do. do. You, well, just briefly, what are you thinking of this season? Because I'm loving it. <sighs> you're not. In, you're not. <laughs> Listen, I treat Married to Medicine like I do Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, so it's you just, just have, on. oh my God, see, I feel the opposite. I feel Ugh. like Mary Tomedison always delivers and I'm always in. This season, I will say, maybe isn't as good as the, the previous, previous seasons. seasons. I will yeah, give it that, but I still. Quad is just, their, their accents annoy me. Like, they're from the same city that the girls from Atlanta are from, yet they speak like they have a second grade education. Mm. Sentence, not verb, like, sentence but, agreements <laughs> are just jacked up. The ends of words. Not Dr. Are, Jackie. Right, right. Oh yeah, I Dr. love Dr. Jackie, Jackie. Yeah, and she's Dr. into Jackie. fitness and eating well. Mm-hmm. But the other, uh, 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 the dentist. Oh, um, Heavenly. Doctor Heavenly. Doctor Heavenly talking like this, and girl, you not <laughs> like. Her voice is also very high pitched, which yes, I shouldn't. I mean, subject verb. <laughs> I mean, people call me and they call me ma'am on the phone because my <laughs> voice is high pitched too. But I mean, hers is like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, ever since I was a kid, it's like. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it, Danny. Hi, it's ma'am. So cute. Hi, is this Mrs. Pellegrino? And it's like, that's a real ball buster when you're 13. <laughs> ball buster. <laughs> tough, tough to hear as a 13 year old closeted gay. Oh, but, that's funny. um, yeah, uh, Mariah's, uh, not Mariah, oh. Heavenly's voice is high pitched. Yes, Heavenly voice. Uh, yeah, it is high pitched. Mariah's contact lenses bother the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm like, girl. I'm so glad Mariah's back full time because I they've sort of had her dip in and out. And right. it's like I'm glad they're just finally letting her be in the cast. Yeah. Because she was kind of on the outskirts for a while. But um yeah, I'm liking it. I yeah, I, like I dig it. Quad is more emotional. I feel yeah. like she could could err on the side of Have you ever watched Sister Circle? I interrupted. No. Oh, you yes, I have. They, yes. Boring. There was one afternoon where I literally watched like a thousand clips on YouTube of the show because I was just curious. She was talking about on the show. I'm like, I need to learn what this is. And uh, yeah, I I spent like, it was like four hours. I'm like, where did the time go? (laughs) I'm like watching an interview, uh, watching Quad interview Usher's mom. (laughs) It's like, what am I doing here? (laughs) But I loved it. Okay. So tell me about, so you're working on a postpartum document. What a switch. I know. (laughs) Sister circle. (laughs) Ragging Uh, on people's blue contacts. This is is why I had to give myself a show. I love it, Dan. Um, so, okay. So you're working on this postpartum documentary, which yes. I'm so proud of you and so excited about it, but tell me a little bit about well, this Well, I'm working on a, on a, a funny documentary about postpartum depression. I went through a severe, a very severe case where I was hospitalized in what I call the Waldorf hysteria. It was great. Uh, the hospital was great. I highly recommend it to all moms who feel like they're losing themselves. 
and have health insurance, check into what, a psych ward. What would you? I say I talk a lot about anxiety and depression because I suffer from depression on this show. But mm. um, I'm not super familiar with postpartum depression. Got you. What would you say if there's someone out there listening mm-hmm. who they're is it something that you could maybe not be sure about or is it absolutely some- and okay. that's the thing is like as a new mother especially your first time mother you don't know like is this just normal is the sleep deprivation just normally wearing on me am i like uh aggravated and do what you is this just a normal part of the process and if it lasts longer than two weeks, it's not a normal part of the process. Right. You want to stick your baby in the oven, it's not a normal part of the process. Yeah. If, like me, you want to jump out the window and run with two broken legs, not a part of the process. Yeah, so what? So tell me. You so I had a therapist. What were your symptoms? Like, what were, if you don't mind me asking, you That's feel fine. free no, not no, to. No, 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 I don't care. I okay. talk about my broken vagina all the time. <laughs> the broken vagina was the first part of it. I was, I think I was just blindsided by the whole thing. I did not know that I was going to get stitched up and like couldn't sit down, walk, laugh, cough, pee, wipe myself. I did not know that. Um, So that was the first thing. And then the sleep deprivation and then me trying to work. I like working. And I worked myself and tried, I tried to mom and work myself into a depression. Mm. So that's what it was for me. I was still doing stand up at night while breastfeeding. You were still doing it. Yes. What kind of lunatic am I to think? But so when you were doing it, did you think oh, it would help? If I you, did yeah. because I felt so trapped because of the, the sleep schedule. Like I'm like, I have no outlet. My life just changed dramatically and I can't get on stage and talk about it. Can't like find the humor in this because I physically just can't a walk, but B my daughter needs me. Yeah. So it's like the moment I healed, like I worked the American music awards that year. I did a CW show. 15 episode that year while my daughter, before my daughter was six months old, yeah. I was performing nightly at the comedy store, pumping my breasts at, at uh, backstage at the show. So not only are you dealing with this depression, but it's like, you're also just exhausted as anyone else right. would be exhausted. Exactly. You're working so somewhere. that's what it was for me. It was yeah. like, I was so desperate to get myself back that I just I had a crash. And then like people will learn about it in the documentary in a very funny way. But like, after you push your baby out, your hormone levels just dip dramatically. So you're already off balance. And it's like a, a recipe for, for, um, for depression, yeah. for postpartum depression. It's clearly, it's just chemical. Yeah. And what about if somebody's listening there, they feel they're going through this postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. What advice would you, I mean, aside from maybe going to talk to someone, obviously yeah. talking to a professional is... Uh-huh. Most recommended important. that's number one yeah are there any other tips that you de- that you used or things that you did yeah well okay so i'll give advice for two areas because my so if you feel like you're depressed or you're going through ask for help yeah that's the number one thing a lot of new mothers don't know what kind of help they need they don't know to ask for specific help but help means and you ask your real family your real friends come over at one o'clock in the morning Feed the baby so that I can sleep mm. from 12 to 4. Yeah. Give me four consistent hours of sleep. And trust me, Danny, you will feel like a, a fresh new, like somebody just got out of prison. Like, oh, yeah. you know. Um, and But I try to counsel and help women to prevent de- the depression and to prevent these things from happening while they're pregnant. So, like, if you're thinking about getting pregnant or you are pregnant, 
I say you set up your your tribe before you have mm, your baby. That's smart. So you set up like who you, you know, is your mom or your aunt or your sister going to come and stay with you for two weeks to help you transition? And then when that family member leaves, who's coming after? Yeah. You need help. You need care for the first six weeks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you want to have that help lined up. Who's going to do laundry? Who's like coming that. by to cook? Yeah. Who's gonna, you know, that kind of thing. So. It's very common, though, Danny. Yeah, That's the thing. There's like... so much stigma behind it. But it's one in four women yeah. have postpartum depression. Yeah. And no matter how many times I go on stage or how many times I share my story, you know, in D.C., I lobbied on Capitol Hill and in Sacramento, lobbying for change, no matter how many times I talk about it, every single time someone comes up to me and says, I had it, too. It's like the New Me Too movement. You know sure. what I'm saying? I feel like, damn, okay. I feel like I'm constantly searching for reassurance. No, I'm constantly searching for reassurance. Yeah. Like, even though I know I'm not crazy and it's clinically like most women are going to get it, it still feels nice to feel like I wasn't the only one. Right. Anyway, so the the documentary, you tell me, you have a GoFundMe for it. I do have a GoFundMe for it. We've raised $16,000. Thank you to everybody who's donated. Please, just $5. I'm out here like Halle Berry. Yeah, no. I suck your dick for $5. (laughs) $5. Just put it anywhere you want. Anywhere you want. $10. Okay. I need $10 if you're going to put it anywhere. If everyone could donate a couple dollars, it would be so so impactful, so helpful. Uh, My donations are now tax deductible. I've partnered with a production company called Women Rising. Uh, I have a Emmy award winning director, Sarah Moshman, directing my piece for me. Um, I've just made so much progress because of the online support that I've gotten. So tell people the link so they could find out more and donate. It's called just search GoFundMe Angelina Spicer. Right. Angelina Spicer. Angelina Spicer on GoFundMe and my full story will come up in the donate button. And then what's your social media? Angelina Spicer. Uh, my brand is consistent. That's easy. So is my weave bob. Um, you will see that. My weave bob is consistent. <laughs> you look beautiful oh, you and look, stunning thank and perfect. You. Oh, yeah. Even without eyebrows. Um, <laughs> but yes, at Angelina Spicer on everything. Um, yeah, Lee, drop me a comment. Let me know you saw me on Danny's, um, well, that you heard me on Danny's yeah. podcast. And I wonder, I always ask people to leave, drop an emoji in the comments on my pictures. So what emoji should we have there? Oh, job? do um, I always tag like the the wine and the unicorn together. Oh, I love that wine unicorn <laughs> the emoji. The wine and the unicorn. Yes, just together. So, right. So follow me at Angelina Spicer on Instagram. Right. Drop the wine and the unicorn emoji. They have to be together. No space bar. No period. No asterisks <laughs> in between. Just drop that in there, so I know that it's you, and I will ask you for five dollars personally. I know. We'll put a link. Angelina, I love you so much. I Thank love you, you too. for doing the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group. I want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring the show. Angelina, I always do these cool downs at the end of the episode. Okay. So uh, I learned these from an exercise class. I, I was going to say. Is, no, it's like literally like Is stolen. Is this from spin class? <laughs> it's stolen or from yoga. spin class. Are we about to do a shavasana? Right. Uh, <laughs> I did it once sort of on accident and then people seem to really like them okay, because, good. you know, we're kind of talking about all sorts of crazy stuff on here. But so we'll take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. <laughs> take another deep breath in. And now think of something that you're thankful or grateful for today. Breathe out. Now, Angelina, I'm very grateful and thankful that you came on the show and 
and talked openly about your postpartum depression, because I applaud anyone that does that. So that's what I'm thankful for today. I hope everyone listens and finds something that they're thankful or grateful for today. (laughs) And I love you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.